Welcome back. Uh, this is What's the Deal with Alex, and it's a special episode, but I won't tell you why until later. But first, like always, I'm going to start off with a few things that I hate. The first thing that I hate uh, is pretty obvious, but um, I could see why it would be an unpopular opinion. I hate all female reboots of movies. And obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is Ghostbusters. And that proves my point immediately. That movie is terrible. I think they they did a gender swap of, like, she's he's the man or something like that. I don't know. I just think the whole idea, if the whole idea behind making the movie is, well, we're, we're going to make remake the movie, but all the characters that were dudes are now women, and all the women characters will stay women. How does, how, I mean, sometimes I guess I could see a scenario where that would work out. Just like I could, I could see a scenario where I would walk up to a slot machine in Las Vegas randomly, put in a quarter, pull the little arm, and win a million dollars. Like I see, like there is a universe out there that that has happened, um, but obviously that is very unlikely. Um, so it just, I, if your only creative idea is we're just going to replace the, we're going to swap genders, right? How does that make the movie better? How? Why? I I don't understand. I mean, I understand from a feminist point of view, right? You think women are better than men, so it would improve the movie. Um, but if you're someone who thinks that men and women are different and that and men are different and that they serve different purposes in the movie itself, like let's say we took the movie Jurassic Park and made all the characters female, like they did with the dinosaurs, remember? In the story, Jurassic Park, the way they were going to stop you know, all the dinosaurs from reproducing was to make them all girls, I think. Either all girls or all dudes. Either way, it's stupid. Why? How does it make it better? Right? It doesn't. If you take out Jeff Goldblum and make that some random woman, you lose the charisma and the coolness of Jeff Goldblum and the main character where he, I don't know, the guy, I don't know his name. When he takes off, he's a guy who takes off his glasses when he's looking at the big dinosaur. I mean, you get my point. I know some people are like, whatever, man, like, Women should be in movies too. Well, they are. They are movies. Like, do you do you watch movies? How many movies are there where there are just dudes? That sounds like a terrible movie too. There should be an equal mix. I don't know. It, a natural mix. Why I gotta force it? Where it's all female or what or, or whatever. I spent way too much time talking about that. Next thing I hate is people who take offense to anything or everything. There's a difference, right? If you take offense to anything. So, and the reason I, I would even... Because you can take offense to something. Some, some things will offend you. But why do they have to offend you, right? For something to be offensive, someone has to find it offensive, right? If I, like a good example that I use in, in my brain when I think about if something is offensive and then remind myself that practically nothing is offensive if you really think about it. If you, if you have thick enough skin, nothing is offensive because it's all um, subjective. Because it, in Tep Lasso, the show, anyways, if you go to England, as an American or just not an English person, and someone calls you a wanka, that doesn't mean anything to me. I, I don't know what, I don't even know what that means. I mean, it could be something phallic, it doesn't matter. Wanker doesn't mean anything. Calling me a cracker because I'm white doesn't mean anything to me. I, I don't know. Calling me names, I, that's, I don't understand. If you 
you for someone to offend you, you have to take offense, right? Someone is throwing the offense towards you, and then it's up to you to catch it and be like, "Wow, this offends me," or not. So just don't. So I people who I you know I could see where maybe something would be offensive to you, whatever. So maybe not anything, but everything. There's the extreme opposite where you take offense to everything, where you where you can find you can find something offensive in literally anything if you dig deep enough and look hard enough. So those people suck and should get deported. Next on my list of things that I hate for this episode is like a 50-50 thing. 50% of the time, I kind of like it. Well, not even 50, maybe 70, 30. 30% of the time, I like it. 70% of the time, I don't. Is being alone, man. Being lonely. That blows. Whoever invented being lonely, which I guess is God, I don't know. Did God invent loneliness? I don't think so. He doesn't want me to be lonely. I think that's a, a, a bad, like that's more of a Satan thing. I choose to believe that. I don't think God would make the feeling of loneliness. But anyways, I guess I can choose to, <laughs> to feel bad about being alone, but sometimes you can't help it. You're just like, man, uh, I guess I'm never really alone. I have the dogs, but like other humans, you know, it's, it's cool. So, but like I said, it's 70, 30. Sometimes I get people out. I need like a break from humans. Um, some humans I'll entertain and be around all the time. Um, but those are, that's a special circle of friends. Um, and then next, next thing I hate is, uh, the temperature here where I live. I won't tell you where I live, but dear God, it is hot. And as of recording this right now, it's almost mid-September. I don't know when the first official day of fall is. It might still be technically summer. I don't know. But seriously, when is it going to cool off? We've had like one good day, I think. One day, like yesterday was pretty good. The 10th, as of recording this, it's the 11th. So the, the it's Saturday. Um, so the Friday was kind of okay. But that's like one day out of all the summer day, like all the days in September. Like, when is it going to cool off? I know, I mean, I've lived here my whole life, so I understand how it goes, but every single year I complain about it, and I will until I die. So I know I usually start the show off with things that I hate, and I will continue to do that until the, I, I die, or this I stop doing podcasts, I don't know. Whichever one comes first. But I want to kind of counteract all of the hate, which I'm cool with, don't get me wrong. I'm cool with hating stuff. I don't mind it. Um, but... Let's 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 add some things that I love, right? Or like, right? Just like I don't necessarily hate people who take offense or hate the weather. Um, I mean, I do hate the weather. That I hate being sweaty and hot. But it's a, it's a spectrum, right? Things that I dislike all the way to hate, and in this category, it's things that I like or tolerate all the way to love. So, what do I love? This is kind of a, a softball, little little low hanging fruit. But feeling content, right? How hard is it to feel content? It's very hard. At least I find it very hard. And to be truly content with your life, right? Comfortable with where you're at, the direction your life is going, how things are happening in your life, to feel absolutely content is a rare thing. It's rare to feel that way. So I like it when I actually do feel that way. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of obvious. It's You have to look a little further down than just the objective feeling content because you could be like wow okay wow i mean what do you love i love uh feeling good that's not what i'm trying to say i'm saying like more than that 
feeling content is more than just, oh, well, I'm just feeling good. It's I like where things are going. I just feel even if I it's not life is not going the way I want to, I'm content with how it turned out. I like that feeling. I like feeling that way. I guess what I'm trying to say is not necessarily just feeling content, but feeling just mindful, being present, being content with your present moment, especially when you're in a position in life where you look at your recent past and you're maybe a little regretful, you're upset with your past choices, and you're looking forward at your future and it doesn't look so hot. So either my present moment is regretful or it's not great and it's not too too comfortable or not too good. So how do I make my present moment? How do I feel content about my present moment? Right? And that's a genuine question. If you know the answer to that, uh, I've, I've plugged my email plenty of times on here. There's a, there's a, I have a podcast email, um, but you can email me at, uh, what's the deal. I think it's Alex. What's the deal pod at gmail.com. I'll plug it again at the end and make sure it's correct. Um, because I'm going to record this in two parts. I'm starting with the things I hate and things I love, and then I'll, I'll, it'll, we'll, we'll kind of phase into the special part of the episode. Um, but the next thing that I love, and this is a little less deep, um, is this Joe Biden clip that I thought was from 2019, but it's actually earlier, 2017. So 2017, Joe Biden is at some pool, I think in Delaware, where he used to lifeguard 100 years ago. Um, and this is 2017. I mean, he was younger, right? This was several years ago. You'd think he'd be more put together, but he sounds just as dementia-ridden as he does now in 2021, almost 2022. And that's the corn pop story. So before I, you know, divulge any more details about this short little clip, I mean, it's like two minutes, but I'm going to play it in its entirety because people need to hear this, right? The 40 people that listen to this podcast need to hear the corn pop story. Uh, and if you don't know, you're in for a treat. So here we go. I'm going to play the short. There, it's actually like 15 minutes long. I mean, dear, I mean, do not listen to that. You do not. But here's like a, a two minute clip of Joe Biden talking about this bad dude named Corn Pop in the bad boys that he ran with. I learned a lot. And I learned that uh, it makes a difference. This was the driving board area. And I was one of the guards. And there were not, it was a three meter board. And you fell off sideways, you landed on the damp, uh, the darn cement over there. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. And I did, he, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up on the board, wouldn't listen to me. I said, hey, Esther, you. All right, I have to cut in real quick to clear up some confusion you may have. So first, what's pomade? Um, no one calls it that anymore. This is 2017, mind you, and he's calling it this, so he really dates himself there. Um, but he says, hey, Esther. But then you're like, wait, I thought this was corn pop. Apparently, um, later on in the story, you'll kind of, if you don't, if you're not really listening carefully, you kind of, you'll miss it, but... Esther, apparently, in those days, was a thing you would say to somebody to hurt their feelings, I guess. 
because Esther is a girl's name. I guess if he'd have been like, hey, Becky, get down. It'd been kind of the same idea. But like to choose the name Esther, has anyone in the last 50 years been named Esther? Like a, a girl been named Esther? And then and then if they were, they did, has any of them kept it for their whole life? Who who goes by Esther besides someone who's above the age of 70? Um, which Joe Biden is at this time. But I wanted to kind of add that in there. We'll go back. Off the board, or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off, and he said, I'll meet you outside. My car, this was mostly, these were all public housing behind it. My car, there was a gate out here. I parked my car outside the gate. And I, he said, I'll be waiting for you. He was waiting for three guys in straight razors. Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, Mouse, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was the mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? He said, come down here in the basement where mechanics, where, where, where all the pool f- f- filter is. You know, the chain, there used to be a chain that went across the deep end. And he cut off a six-foot length of chain. He folded up. He said, you walk out with that chain. And you walk to the car and say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. I said, you kidding me? He said, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain. And I walked up to my car, and they had, they, those days, you used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. And I looked at them, but I was smart then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you to get off the board, you get off the board, and I'll kick you out again, but I shouldn't have called you, Esther Williams. I apologize for that. I apologize, but I didn't know that apology was going to work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize for that, not for throwing you out, but I apologize for what I said. He said, okay, close the straight razor, and my heart began to beat again. So there's the clip, or at least the rest of it. And this person would later become president of the United States and receive 81 million votes. The most popular, and I use air quotes when I say that, most popular president, not because I don't believe the election. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, one of those people. I'm just saying it was, but basically it wasn't so much that it was voting for Joe Biden. It was more voting against Donald Trump. You know what I mean? It was more orange man bad than dementia patient good. You know, everyone knew what they were doing. Kind of. Um, I think, I don't know. We'll get into that, but I want to talk about the clip and this dude, Corn Pop, and the bad boys that he ran with. Uh, first of all, if you're a gangster, I think, yeah, I think Corn Pop is a really, really good name. I mean, it, I mean, corn, that's a very scary vegetable. Or is it a vegetable? I'm pretty sure it is. Honestly, I don't care what it is. It's scary, all right? Corn is scary. And then Pop, that's the sound a gun makes. So cor- Corn Pop, scary vegetable, gun noise, mm. And then he has bad boys that he runs with. Bad boys, not men, boys. And you know, uh, that they can be scary too, but mostly corn pop. And he said, meet me in the parking lot. And I'm thinking this is around 1880, around that time. So the first, you know, the first automobile hasn't been invented yet. So it must be like, meet me at the stables or I'll, you know, I'll find you at your horse or whatever. Um, and then he says in his clip, like, you know, like the people would take straight razors. And I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never had to fight a dude named corn pop 
and then he would threaten me with a straight razor. They would like make it all rusty, like like I like I would know what that is, or anyone in this born within the last century would know what that means. And then right at the end of the clip, when he says, "Then my heart started beating again," and people started laughing. Why are you laughing? Don't encourage this man. All right, he's he's a crazy person. And when I say dementia, I I mean it. I mean it's gotten worse. Have you listened to Joe? Look up. Uh, I mean, just this week he had a a speech talking about the vax mandate. So we can talk about that that later. But just his speech when he's on teleprompter and then when he's off, it's very very obvious when he's on teleprompter, especially if you're watching the video of it, because he's just dead staring in one direction, reading, and you can tell that he's reading. But then when he's off teleprompter, his eyes wander and he looks around, and he has no idea what's going on. But this is something I love rather than I hate because, dear God, it's a story about a, a gangster, and I'm using air quotes again because this is an 1880s gangster um, named Corn Pop. And he was telling the story, and if you watch the video, which I encourage you to, just go on YouTube and just search Joe Biden Corn Pop, and you can see the video recording behind him while he's giving this really incredible story. Um, behind him are a bunch of children, like, kids born probably after the year 2005 right definitely not in the same century that he's telling the story from how is this related to them at all i mean i guess it's it's about the pool kind of there's only a little bit in the story about the pool it's mostly about him and corn pop and then he ends the story not by like fighting corn pop and beating him up teaching him a lesson anything like brave or courageous he just says i apologize and this is why I had to cut in in the, in the middle there to kind of explain that Esther is not Corn Pop's actual name. We don't know what Corn Pop's name is. We only have his, you know, the street name, Corn Pop. Like I said, it's terrifying. When he's apologizing, he's apologizing for calling him Esther, right? And it's, it's something you have to kind of catch, right? Because you could be caught up in the awe of the dementia and miss the true point of the story. So he says... You know, I'm sorry for calling you master. I'm not sorry about telling you to get off the board because you know the rules about pomade or pomade or whatever. I, I'm not going to apologize for you know following the rules, but I'm sorry for calling you master. Uh, total beta apologizing to Corn Pop. Uh, I don't know how this, how Joe Biden thought this would make him look good. I don't know. But I mean, seriously, people, this was in 2017 and he sounded like he just wandered out of his I don't know, hospital bed. And then, you know, a couple years later, he would win the presidency. I mean, I, I guess like anybody, it could have just been a question mark. It could have been like TBD. We'll figure out who it is later. Uh, but we're basically, as, you know, as a Democratic Party, we're going to just say it's a to-be-determined person. It's not any of these people you see here. It's somebody else, but you don't know who it is yet. I'm sure that, that would have won. You could have put me up there. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I still would have lost, but you know, like in a video game where you haven't unlocked the character yet and it's just a shadow, like a silhouette that could have been, it could have been like a silhouette and people just were guessing like, Oh, that kind of looks like uh, this person or that kind of looks like uh, John Kerry or something else. I can't really, I'm having a hard, hard time thinking of popular democratic candidates, but yeah, it could just be a silhouette of somebody. And that person probably would have won in 2020. So I just thought that that was funny. I liked Corn pop. I just like saying corn pop, even though it's terrifying. Don't get me wrong. I'm scared. I tremble and pee a little bit every time I say it. But 
it's a it's a funny story and i i enjoy showing it to people so uh now we can get into the part of the show that is special um now that i've wasted 20 minutes of your time uh the reason it's special is because i'm recording this in two parts i'm recording this part on the 11th and then tomorrow which is sunday the 12th we're finally going to be able to record a podcast with my good friend nick i won't say his last name unless he wants it to be out there um but he's a good friend of mine. Uh, he has an interesting job. He has interesting um, passions and just a different worldview than I do. Not on all things, but some things. So we can talk politics. We can talk about religion because we go to the same church. That's how we we met. Um, you know, religious things. Um, maybe not everything. Maybe we could find some peripheral subject that we might disagree on, but I doubt it. I don't know. We're pretty, pretty lockstep on that kind of stuff. But politically it'll be interesting to see what he thinks on some of the things i want to talk about uh, later on so that's why it's special so here is my interview with nick all right i'm here with nick hello introduce yourself what are you doing you know who are you who am i yeah what's your job first of all what's my it's a grants administrator at a local nonprofit. and what does the nonprofit do uh, it is actually a rape crisis center. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I wanted to start off this interview with some icebreaker questions just to ease, ease the, the, the mood a little bit. So I found a, a Teen Vogue list of questions to ask your best friend. And so okay. I want to start off by asking you, what's your biggest fear? What's my biggest fear? Wow. Um, just jumping straight into it. Yeah. Uh, my biggest fear. And then I, I'll tell you mine. Then you can, oh, okay. Yeah. So I really don't like. Um, and if you can't, it's like it's like when you get asked what's your favorite movie, you're yeah. like, oh, I can't narrow it down to one. So yeah, you just pick something you're really scared of. Yeah. So like, if I was ever on a cruise ship and it just sank, oh, and I'm like in the ocean by myself, just, I I would just like give up. Okay. It's like, yep, I'm done. Yeah, that's a that's a legit phobia. Yeah, no. Of open ocean. Yeah. I would say, have you ever watched the first Matrix? Oh, years ago. Do you remember the scene, like really early on, where they like make his lips sealed shut? Oh. And then that bug goes into like his belly yeah. button. Yeah. That's my. If that happened to me, oh my PTSD <laughs> instantly. <laughs> Because That's a could, very could you imagine one. like your mouth getting like stuck together? Yeah. Oh, no, that, I oh hate just you nose know. breathing. And then what if you get a cold and you can't breathe your nose? Like you're gonna die. Yeah. No. Um. So what's another question here? If money was no object, right? You had yeah. infinite money. What would you buy? What would I buy? A plane ticket to somewhere. I love traveling. Okay, but just a one-way plane ticket. Uh no, well two two plane tickets. If my wife is I listening, I think I think uh for me if I, if money was no object, I would probably I'd probably buy several islands as much land as I possibly mm, could, yeah. um, and as much like gold and like raw materials as I could. And build a house? Uh, nope, just to like stockpile them. Oh okay, <laughs> and, and so that you know I'll buy up all of it. So yeah. that there's a lower supply, so prices go uh, up. And so yeah. then I'll sell it and back. Then you sell it. There. So you basically just want to be a stock. Yeah. Well, stock I want to be like a monopoly. I want yeah. to own everything yeah. and then but sell gold. my own prowess. Yeah. Okay. Gold, okay. diamonds, land. Yeah. If a country will sell themselves, like if I could just pay 
some poor country, some corrupt government. They'll be like, hey, do you want to be president for 50 million, 50 billion? I'd do it. Man, so you're basically wanting to I want own the world, be yeah. like yeah. the government. <laughs> so this one's interesting. Out of all your family members, who are you closest to? Out of all my family members? Yes. Ooh, that's a hard one. Uh, I think my dad. Hmm. How so? Just because we're so similar. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, our personalities are very similar. Hmm. That's interesting because he is a big country boy and you're... Well, yeah. Like, but he, he's a he's a jokester and he likes to have fun. That's, that is very true. Yes. And I like to have fun. So. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I am more real with my mom. But, more real with your mom. Okay. Uh, as far as like close as for like I can just be real with myself. Mm-hmm. Who you feel most connected to? Yeah. So what's your love language? You know all the the five oh, love yeah, languages. So love what's your language. love language? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely words of affirmation. Yeah. And quality time. So what I tell people is, I need you to be with me. And just tell me all the things you love about me. Right. No gifts. No <laughs> yeah, stuff. No, no touching. No. Don't touch me. No, just don't touch me. Right. Uh, but just say mm. nice things. Mine's pretty similar. Uh, I would say, uh, obviously, I think everybody has at least some amount of words of affirmation. Yeah. Because who doesn't like like nice things being said about them? But I think more is, I'm not sure if this is one of the five, but this is how I described it uh, to my wife was like, when she does chores that I don't like to do, mm-hmm. I feel really loved in that moment, yeah. right? She's like taking one for the team because <laughs> she knows that I don't like it. So I really appreciate that. That's really that. nice. So the next one I want to ask, this is this is a layup, a little softball. When you were a youngster, what did you want to be when you grew up? Gosh, uh, I wanted to be literally everything. So that's it. Okay. I went from, oh my gosh, let's see, doctor... Doc- what so, kind of doctor? Like just a general, like a like, physician, like a physician. Yeah, okay. uh, the doctor to pilot Ooh. to architect. Yeah, architect. Wow. And then those are all very different. <laughs> teacher, and okay. then thank I God you didn't do that. Psychology. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You did that. I think for me, um, what did I want to be when I grew up? When I was little, I think I'm trying to think back because I have a horrible memory of my childhood. Okay. So the earliest memory I have of like some, like my dream job, but I knew I was never going to get it. I would love to be like just a role player in the NBA. I make a couple role million, player. couple okay. million a year. I don't really play that much. Yeah. I'm not going to determine what I'm, you know, it's, it's not like I'm going to be the go-to guy when they need a, you know, a bucket. Right. But I'm valuable enough to be on the team. <laughs> okay. So it's like I put in minimum effort and then get paid millions of dollars oh do you have a team that you would want to play for whichever one will pay me the most okay yeah 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 in terms of like loyalty my loyalty level would be zero yeah and then my financial security would be that's all i care about yeah, yeah. whoever pays me the most so to do the you least you wear whatever jersey yeah even toronto i would flip i would flip in an instant if you yeah. were to pay me more oh, i get that um if you could have a celeb that's that is short for celebrity. Okay, thank you uh, for that. As your BFF, which is best friend forever. Okay, thank you. Who would it be? So if I get, a, can you say it one more time? A celeb, yep. which is celebrity. Yes, and if you could have, if you just be friends with a celebrity. Yeah, and not just, not even just friends, but best friends. Ooh. Ooh. Best friends with a celebrity. Who would it be? And then like, tell me why. I can go first. Yeah, please go first. I have so many. 
So I'm thinking, I'm just spitballing, you know, someone I'd like to hang out with and someone to be my best friend would be, um, I, I don't want to pick a woman just cause like dudes should not have BFFs be women. That's yeah. just not, that's people think that, that it can happen, that that's, you know, you can have a platonic friendship, like an actual deep friendship with a woman and be a man. I, I don't, that's not yeah. true at all. Someone's going to develop feelings for the other person. <laughs> so I got to pick a dude. And I'm I'm gonna go with Denzel Denzel Washington. Denzel, why? Oh, great choice. Because he's my one of my favorite actors, if not my oh, man. The, my number one actor, and he just seems like a really cool guy. And so I could see Dude, us like chilling, kicking it. Yeah, I love that. So who's yours? Um, wow, I have so many. So I I'll say top three. I'll say top three. RDJ, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, that's hands a good, down. Good pick. Good pick. Oh my gosh, he lives in a lighthouse. Yeah, where? So I don't, I don't know where. But just he has a lighthouse. Yeah, he, he has a lighthouse that he lives in. So that's number one. Okay. Um, Henry Cavill. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. The Superman name. guy. Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a super nerd. Is he? He's a super nerd. Like, but he's he, like super hot. Yeah. So that's why I like. <laughs> tell me what to do. Well, yeah. I mean, he works out a lot, probably. And well, I don't want to do that. Yeah, but don't yeah. tell me something else to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll do it. See, that's where I'm like, I would want to be friends with somebody who's very charismatic like denzel so that some of that would like rub off on me and i would be charismatic like denzel he's just super wise too he's just such a humble and just wise he's a really good actor like i've said this in a previous podcast that ever since my first movie i watched with tom hanks was force gump and he did such a good job of that character that now anytime i see him i just think that's force gump yeah playing that character yeah so like we were talking about Sully the other day, mm-hmm. when I see him in that movie, I'm just like, that's, you know. When did Forrest for- Gump learn how to that's, fly a plane? That's Forrest yeah. Gump with a mustache and a plane, <laughs> yeah. So I think that's enough of icebreaker questions. Let's okay. get down to the nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. So um, I, I want to talk about a little, this is, we're going to, you know, we're going to kind of dabble in some politics here. Okay. Um, and I, I have this thought and I want to see what, if you've ever, if you've, given any thought to it probably not but i want to see what off your dome what you think now because in my opinion i think the the left and the democratic party is stuck between a rock and a hard place when it comes to Mm. 2024 not only the midterms but for the presidential election in 2024 because it's obvious joe biden is a one-term president right yeah when you hear him i mean he's 78 about to turn 79 he's going to be over 80 but he actually said that he's only a one-term president. yes and Kamala Harris is his VP who would take over. And yeah. she, every time she's on camera, she gets more and more unpopular. Did you know she has the lowest rating for vice president in history? Yes. No, People in, do not like in her. In the U.S. history. Yeah. She's absolutely terrible. Yeah. So then what do you do? Do you like, because there's nothing wrong with Kamala. So she would be the presumptive, like, not, you know, person to run. But if they, they, they have to know, see the writing on the wall and be like, well, she can't win against anybody Anyone. Um, because everyone just doesn't like her. She's, she does this thing that anytime she's uncomfortable, it's obvious, too, that she does it when she's uncomfortable. She does this laugh. Oh, it makes me cringe. Yeah, and it it's like, why do you got to do that? So I was like, who are they going to run in 2024? It's, it's got to be Kamala, but they're going to lose. They know it's a guaranteed loss. Yeah. But I don't know how they're going to finagle it where they don't use Joe Biden or Kamala. And then I'm trying to think of other prominent Democrats. 
Uh, maybe they're all Cory Booker they're all, or something like that. Yeah, maybe him or Elizabeth Warren again. Bernie, I can see Elizabeth Warren. Bernie can't run because he's too old. He'll be too old. He by might then. still run. He now. might still try, but I mean, he's getting to that, that yeah. age. Third time's a charm, though, right? Um, but like you know, um, Newsom in California, he was a, a rising star, but then he's getting recalled. And then uh, Schumer in New York was going to be a stud, but then. You know, he kept groping women and got... A Schumer or Cuomo? Cuomo, sorry. Cuomo. I, Schumer, Chuck Schumer is not going to run for president. He's no. too old, too. No. I got the I got the dem, all these Ds mixed up. The Ds. Um, so there's got to be some random... Because they don't have an Obama waiting in the wings, you know? They don't have a young, charismatic guy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I feel like on the right, we have a couple people to choose from. And, the, and we'll figure it out more over the years. But like, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people believe that Ron DeSantis will be the nominee so. in 2024. But for the left, I don't know who you're going to pick. And, it, and if you pick Kamala, you're going to lose. If you pick, I think if you pick really anybody, I don't see any, maybe Pete Buttigieg would run again, but I don't know. That's I I actually think he might have it as, as far as like a uh, but that, prominent. But I just person. don't know how the DNC is going to get away with not using their VP. They're going to literally say, like, okay, Joe's too old. We understand. It's time to fire her. But then Kamala will be their next choice, right? How are they going to explain away not choosing Kamala? So, um, and so, and the rock and the hard place here is that, um, obviously you can't have Joe Biden, so who are you going to have? And it's probably because if you think about it, it's been a long year, right? We're only, we're not even halfway through September. And how many things have gone wrong with Joe Biden's presidency? And I listed a couple here, right? Okay. Obviously, Afghanistan pull out. That yeah. was that was a catastrophe. Yeah. Um, and then the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan within like a Kabul, week. Yeah. yeah. They took over the, the, whole, the, whole yeah, country the whole country yeah. in like a couple days. COVID, just in general, yeah. is I mean, he's it's never clear whether or not you should get the vaccine or you shouldn't. Um, and then the, he's he just came out this past week with the COVID mandate for yeah. um, employers with more than 100 employees. employees. Uh, it's not that's not going to be enforceable. People are not going to comply. That's not going to work out. And then there was that people because the media is obviously rooting for him, so they're not going to report on a lot of stuff. So you have to do like digging. But you know, whenever that uh, suicide bomber went to the airport and oh, yeah. killed 13 soldiers, but mm-hmm. also killed like 60 Afghans. Um, it was because Joe Biden, like the, the Taliban was saying, you can keep Kabul as long as you want to get people out and then we'll take over. But then he said, no, you, you got it. So the Taliban was in control of the security of Kabul. Yeah. And literally like the next day that bombing happened. That's and crazy. so then they call it a dignified transfer when they take the, caskets and the bodies from mm-hmm. Afghanistan they land and they transfer it to a different plane they take them to where they're going to get buried and every time they would move one across he would check his watch oh, yeah, and like yeah. that really rubbed people the wrong way there's um, there's uh, these are gold star families and they gone on interviews where they, they, talk, they talked about their in, uh, individual conversations with him and he kept bringing up his son who died more than their kid that just died like can we talk about my kid? That's strange. And it's like when it was pretty much his fault mm. why they died, like uh terrible. Um that's a, we're not even a full year 
in yeah. two, we still have like more three and some change years left it's crazy so my question is should there be an upper age limit on being president we know there's a lower right uh, you have yeah. to be over a certain age but should there be like you can't be this old and be president mm. i don't know about an age limit as far as like a uh, health checklist <laughs> see and that was my next that was my next question like maybe an iq test yeah because donald trump is only three-ish years younger mm-hmm. than biden but when you hear him speak today, sounds just like he did in 2016. Yeah. But when Joe Biden speaks, it's it's like he wandered out of his home, like his like hospice care, and he's just talking nonsense. Um, so I said here, if I have to pass two different tests, right? There's the first test that you, to drive a car is the written one to get mm-hmm. your like um, like your learner's permit. Yeah. And then you have to actually go through the actual driving test with it with a person in the car with you to get just your license to drive a car yeah there's nothing like that for president and this past record though I mean, you think that uh the american people would that would be kind of the filter right they would know but because people were sold out on the idea of orange man bad um, <laughs> the chump derangement syndrome yeah they would have voted on Maybe I mentioned it later, but they would have voted for, you know, like in uh, Super Smash, when you haven't unlocked a character, it's just a silhouette. A silhouette, yeah. So if they just had a silhouette of somebody. With a D in front of their name. Yeah, Yeah. and it's just, they were, that person, you know, whoever it may be, would probably win against Donald Trump because of the, all the propaganda that had gone on. So, um... Which is crazy, too. I, I think the 2020 election is just as historic as the 2016 election right yeah i mean every time you listen to him speak it's a disaster and you have to remind yourself that that guy won 81 million votes the most votes ever right i mean it makes sense because this is the population has grown but but guess if we were i know where you wanted to um talk about like cultural stuff but yeah go ahead how like guess how what single um subgroup voted the least amount for uh trump the college educated women uh white men white men those are the only people who voted more for biden than trump everyone else like blacks latinos yeah he did he did they voted more for trump than 2016 yeah i do think there are people starting to wake up to this idea because the only um I don't know. The only uh, body that's trusted less than the media, than the, the mainstream media, is Congress. Mm-hmm. They have that's the only yeah. uh, you know institution that has a lower approval rating. People do not trust mainstream media. Oh, I they don't, don't trust, trust them at all. Anything you don't know what to believe. And I started watching them. What? I oh, saw, I saw oh yeah, yeah. No one. Wa- I mean, because really, who watches CNN, MSNBC, Fox, even Fox News? Who watches these channels? You get your news from wherever you choose, right? Mm-hmm. From your phone, you, Twitter, whatever. I always, I, I've, I said this to my wife, I always recommend independent journalism. Mm-hmm. Or like, or yeah, just, and, and definitely. Anyone. It's, it's different if you're, if you're on the right, it's impossible for you to live in an echo chamber, right? Because yeah. the culture is the anti-you. Mm-hmm. And so you're surrounded constantly by ideas that don't match up with your ideas. Whereas if you're, you know, pretty woke, you know, you'll be, you could live in an echo chamber because if all you get your news from is Reddit and mainstream media, 
Facebook. And and then you Instagram. only follow people that yeah. agree agree with you. You could literally live in an echo chamber that just repeats what you think. Um, so I wanted to open this link here uh, and get your thoughts on the COVID mandate. Um, oh. <laughs> so, in the idea here is it's a it's, it's a little when he gave his speech. Obviously, it's it was very hard to listen to, but when you could kind of pay attention. Right in the beginning, he said, if you get the vaccine, your chances of getting infected again are very low. Yeah. And then the chances of that infection leading to you going to the hospital or dying is even lower, right? You, mm-hmm. it's, you're, you're, you're basically safe, practically safe, virtually will be safe, will be fine. But we'll require you to wear masks inside yeah. again, oh, right? Gosh, that's the worst mistake. Uh, so I don't understand why yeah. if... If there's you know, these 80 million people who won't get vaccinated, why is it that you have to force it on them? It doesn't matter. If you've gotten vaccinated, you're good. Mm-hmm. Who, why do you care anymore? The only people who are going to get sick are the unvaccinated. Yeah. And so that's on them. And and we're not even talking about the fact that the federal government doesn't have that power. Right? Mm-hmm. So how do you think? I mean, like what? Do you think Biden came up with this plan on his own or was this somebody else? Because I don't think no. he, he probably just heard it. Someone told him like, hey, hey you know, let's say this. And he was like, all right. Um, because th- this is going to be wildly unpopular, right? I think, Cause, yeah, that's um, hard. I don't know. Because COVID is not like other diseases that you get vaccines for when you're a kid before you go to school, right? Like yeah. mumps, measles. It might stuff like though. That. That's the thing. It might. Yeah, and we'll talk about more COVID stuff later on, where I have more stats on on what how, what COVID is nowadays. Yeah. But um, I just like he says in the beginning that if you're vaccinated and you got the vaccine, you're completely safe. But we got to force everyone to get vaccines because they pose a threat to the vaccinated. It's like mm. contradictory. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, I actually didn't. I, I have to confess, I did not listen to it. I just saw it on the news that he was mandating that. Yeah, it says all employers with more than 100 workers, they are required to be vaccinated or test for the virus weekly. Um, and if they don't comply, it's a $14,000 pet fine for each incident. So you could imagine if you have a, like a, 250 employees and 100 of them don't do that. That's a lot, a lot of money. And it's just, it's just not going to work out. It's this 14,000 per violation. Per violation. Oh per person. Gosh. Yeah. Per person. Holy It's crap. per week, theoretically. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, how do you enforce that? Right. I don't know. There's no, there's just no, there's no the infrastructure to, yeah. but to enforce that as like, you, you need the overhead and the infrastructure mm-hmm. to deal with that. And then, um, it's going to be struck down in one of the, uh, courts, Right, either the Supreme Court or some federal court is going to be overruled. They're not going to let it that. go through. I can see that because that that's an obvious overreach. The, the government does not have the power to tell you or force you under threat of like. Because what if you don't have the money to pay the fourteen thousand? Uh, you you probably go to jail. Yeah. Um, and if you refuse to go to jail because they won't give you the vaccine, they're going to you know people with guns are going to come to your house, get you, stick you with a needle. Obviously, that's like an extreme it's not uh, where we are now say, but that's like a slippery slope you know yeah. what i mean uh, it's if, authoritarian, if, if it's authoritarian, yeah. yeah 
Um, I just feel like if you're there's there's like three, four vaccines now. They're all very effective. It's been proven that it's effective, and it's very widely accessible. And it's too. free. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I made an appointment and like the next day I went to go get my yeah. Vaccine. So if you get it, you're safe. Yeah. If you don't, you can still get sick. But then I have more stats later on. We can talk about COVID stuff. But well, we're going to bounce around to a bunch of different topics. Ah, okay. Um, so uh, here's the thing about vaccine. Before we find out the riveting details of what Nick thinks about vaccines, I want to just go ahead and tell you that we spoke for more than three hours. Yes, you heard it right. Three whole hours, more than, I think it was like three and a half hours. We're just two peas in a pod, all right? You, know, you hate us because you ain't us, right? That's the saying. You're mad because you can't talk to your friends for three and a half hours straight about mindless politics. Yes. Well, I shouldn't really advertise it like that. It's not mindless. It's pretty interesting, obviously, to us and to every one of my listeners. And I know this is coming out on a Tuesday, the 14th, and I said I recorded with him on the 12th. But that was like Sunday evening, and I'm not going to go straight home and edit this. Um, especially when we talked for three hours. Yeah. I'm not going to go right home and edit this. You know, I don't have any sponsors. I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart. So you get what you get. All right. Unless I'm getting paid for this. And I'm, I'm, I'm serious now. I have, I have a dollar amount that I will, I will work for this. But until that that happens, this is all you're going to get. All right. I'm sorry. This is the best I can do. So if you're mad, you're mad. And I kind of like it that way. Keep listening. Because I'm going to milk this for all it's worth, right? You heard 30 minutes out of three and a half hours. You do the math, all right? Do the math and figure out how many episodes I can milk this for. Not milk. That's a bad, has a bad connotation. Um, well, I mean, you're only going to milk something that has value, right? So, hey, it's good. Um, but I wanted to jump in before the outro music and kind of tell you that we're going to have several episodes of this going forward. I don't know. Again, I'm not doing this for any dollar amount right now. Right now. I'm going to emphasize right now. Um, one day. We all have dreams, okay? You'd be like, well, you haven't told us any you know, contact details. How can we get a hold of you? If you have to ask to get my contact details, you ain't worth it. You're not going to pay me enough. I'm just going to tell you that right now. If you need my Gmail... Or my Twitter handle? That you, no. No. You might as well turn turn around. Keep listening. Just keep listening. But don't. No. Just stop. Well, anyways, hopefully it was as fun to listen to as it was to record. That's all I'm going to say. So if you liked it, keep an eye out for more of these. Um, if you didn't, um, that hurts my feelings. But I appreciate your feedback. Uh, anyways... Thanks for listening and I'll catch you guys in the next one. I'll be like,